0: This is the Pipeline Podcast, where you'll get to know the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tyre. Welcome to another edition of the Pipeline Podcast. Great to have you back with me, and I'm eager for this week's episode We get to talk to Blue Jackets prospect and Cleveland Monsters forward Tyler Angle. Now, you might be familiar with Tyler because we talked to him in the first go round of the Pipeline podcast a couple of years ago after he became a member of the Blue Jackets organization. Remember, Tyler was drafted in the seventh round, 212th overall by the Blue Jackets in the 2019 NHL entry draft. So, if you're interested in getting to know Tyler a little bit more as a person and how he came to the Blue Jackets, the draft process, process, that sort of thing. You can go back and listen to that interview because this one is going to be a little bit more development-based, what Tyler's working on this season, what he worked on after his first season last year with the Cleveland Monsters. By the way, a terrific first pro season last year in 2020-2021 with the Monsters. He was a point-per-game player, 11 goals, 13 assists to lead Cleveland with 24 points in 23 games. Then a little bit slower of a start this season, but he's finding his game right now, currently 3rd on the Monsters with 25 points through 43 games. He's got seven goals and 18 assists, so why don't we just get right into it? Let's not waste any more time. Here he is, Blue Jackets prospect and Cleveland Monsters forward Tyler Angle. All right, Tyler, well, let's begin somewhere easy because like I just said before we got going here, you and I had talked a little bit last season. You were in the midst of your first professional season with the Blue Jackets AHL affiliate the Cleveland Monsters, and you had a terrific season last year, nearly a point per game in that abbreviated season. So what was the transition like to pro hockey for you last season coming from junior?
1: I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, Last year, obviously, wasn't the year everybody hoped for with COVID and everything and the shortened season in the AHL and stuff like that, Um, but in my case, uh, it kind of helped me, I think. I had one more year to go back to the OHL in Windsor, and uh, obviously, the OHL didn't start, um, so Cleveland uh, brought me up, and uh, I think just went from there, and I knew I had uh, some proving to do as a late draft pick uh, the year before, and um, just coming to Cleveland as a young kid, and seeing all these older guys going to the camp and everything like that.
0: um, It was a great experience for me. Like I said, great season for you last year in your first season with the Monsters. What was your focus this offseason? What were some of the things in your game that you were looking to improve after you did have that pro experience to see, you know, maybe some of the things that you need to get better at if you want to make it to the next level?
1: Yeah, I think the main thing for me, um, talking to the coaching staff and obviously the management and stuff like that in Columbus at the end of the year um, to get bigger and get stronger. Um, I know that's what everybody say, but for my game, the game um, Columbus and the game that I want to play, I need to be physical. It needs to be outworking, guys, and uh, just getting stronger will help me uh, just get that much further.
0: What is that game? Because, you know, I'm familiar with you as a player, but for some of the Blue Jackets fans out there that might not know that much about you, what is that game that you envision for yourself and that the Blue Jackets as an organization envision for you going forward?
1: I mean, I try to bring it every night. I think my role out there is obviously – um, the guy to score the goal, the guy to make the play, but also the guy to be the first in the forecheck check and uh, get those pucks and help, those, uh, help my line mates out, um, kind of battling out in the corners. And I think uh, just having that little chip on my shoulder and that edge to my game, um, that's the way I like to play.
0: And what is the communication like with the Blue Jackets organization? How frequent is that and who are you talking to? Is it mostly through Chris Clark or are there some other guys that are helping you out with your development?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's awesome. I think... Uh, you don't you don't talk too much to the guys up in Columbus while you're down here in Cleveland. Um, you see them come to the games, and you see uh, you see their reports on you um, as the coaching staff here in Cleveland shows you. Um, and I think that just goes a little a long way for us, um, just kind of seeing what they see up in the stands and what they need um, for us to do and get better at for us to make it to the next level. Um, but, yeah, Chris Clark, obviously, he's one of the main guys that talks to us because he's the guy that's going up to Columbus all the time, kind of talking to their – management and stuff like that but i mean trent, trent and Vogue or sorry bogey uh here in uh, cleveland um he's done a great job obviously he wasn't coming in to be the head coach but i think uh coming in here with uh coach eves obviously with his health condition and stuff like that him and testy um kind of took a role that they weren't really supposed to take and i think they've done a great job helping us young players
0: Yeah, how has that been? Because it's kind of an interesting coaching staff in Cleveland with two younger guys and two, I guess, newer coaches with Trent Vogelhuber, who you mentioned there, and then Mark Letestu in his first real season of coaching. You know, he didn't even know he was going to be coaching in Cleveland going into this season. He was initially slated to be a development coach for the Blue Jackets, but now he finds himself behind the bench up there with the Monsters. So what's it been like this season with those two guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, it helps a young player like myself a lot. Obviously, Tessie. He's played his games in the NHL. Obviously, he's seen what it's like and what it what it takes to kind of make to that next level. And obviously, Bogey here, he's won a Calder Cup. He's done everything he had to do in the AHL. Um Just have those two guys and kind of played in two different leagues, kind of look down on you and uh, just kind of show you the ropes and show you the ways. Um, helps me a lot and goes so far as a player.
0: How's it been in Cleveland so far this season? I know you guys have hit a little bit of a rough patch, but you've been hot as of late, scoring a couple of goals uh, this past weekend. And, of course, you scored the Michigan goal, the lacrosse-style goal, a couple of weeks ago, which went pretty viral. So all things considered, how's it been in Cleveland this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we've had our ups and downs, clearly, if you look at our, uh, our schedule and the way we've been playing and, obviously, the losing streak we went on. It um, wasn't too fun. Um, we came together as a group. Um, in Utica last week kind of had a chat and said, all right, it's time to get this over with. Um, we finally did it. And, uh, I think probably was one of the best wins we had all year. Um, and that was good for the team. And now, uh, just for my own success, obviously I started a little slow at the beginning, not getting too many goals. Um, I wasn't really used to that considering I came in last year, um, pretty hot and that didn't really get that little drought. Um, but with this full season, it kind of kicks you in the butt a little bit, all the road trips, all the bus trips. And, uh, I think now I'm trying to find my game. Um, And lately, I think uh, I've been playing the way I wanted to play. um, And I didn't get to do
0: that at the beginning of the year. Well, that transitions perfectly into what I want to talk about next. What are some of the things that you're working on right now? Because you mentioned maybe a slower start than you would have liked to after the season that you had last year in Cleveland. So what are some of those things that you've identified in your game this season that you're continuing to try to perfect?
1: Yeah, I mean, in junior hockey, I was uh, a centerman. Um, and then when I came up here in Cleveland, started playing my first pro year, uh, I transitioned into a winger. Um, and that was a big change for me. And I kind of got the hang of, uh, being, being a winger there. And now obviously with guys getting called up, guys getting injured and stuff like that, um, it brought me back to my old position as a centerman. So I think my main focus right now is just, um, really on face-offs. Obviously that's a big, big part of the game. And I've been working on those a lot in practice and, uh, just now just, just kind of trying to figure out my way to get to that next level. Um, doing those little things, obviously talking to the coaching staff and them giving me pointers and what I need to do. Um, just kind of going in day to day at practice, working hard and trying to work out.
0: Or sorry, trying to work um, harder than everybody else. You score the lacrosse style goal a couple of weeks ago. What's going through your head when you're even thinking about trying that? I mean, is that something ahead of the game that you're like, "Yeah, I'm comfortable with doing this in a game now. I think I'll try it at some point." Or was it completely instinctual and you just did it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, – I mean, helps with my lacrosse background, I know. Growing up, I think until the age of 15, I played lacrosse and had to give it up for hockey when it got to that age. Um, and it's a move that I've wanted to try in a game. I've been trying it in practice. And uh, I know I tried in the OHL once, and it didn't go too well. It actually uh, ended up in the back of our net after. Um, but to kind of do that in a game against Grand Rapids in front of our home crowd, um, to start the game off with the first goal, too,
0: uh, was a special feeling, and I'm just happy that I pulled it off. What did everybody say to you when you got back to the bench? What were the coaches saying? What were your teammates saying? I mean, it's become, I guess, more common now that people are at least trying it in games, but was it still like, all right, that just happened?
1: Yeah, I think when I got back, uh, Volge, our coach there, just kind of looked at me and laughed and I think they expect me to do stuff like that. They see me trying that stuff in practice all the time and uh, in the shootouts and those fancy moves. But uh, to do it in the game is a little different. And uh, when I pulled that off, I think they just kind of shook their head and laughed. Um, there wasn't really much you could say, obviously, because it went in the back of the net. Um, but it was just a good feeling. My teammates were, were loving it. And uh, it was a good game for me and uh, our team, obviously. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it was just a good feeling that that puck stayed on my stick for as long
0: as it did and uh, find its way through. All right. Would you have had the confidence to pull off a move like that in game if it weren't for what some of the young guys in the NHL are trying right now? I mean, we've seen Svechnikov do the lacrosse style goal, a couple of other guys, obviously Trevor Zegres has done a bunch of different things. That goal where he did the lacrosse style pass to Sonny Milano. Are you thinking of, of even attempting something like that if it weren't for some of those other guys?
1: Um, I'm not too sure. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know if I would have came up that with that move myself if it wasn't for those guys doing it first. Um, but I think I still would have tried it um, after watching, obviously, a guy like Svechkoff do it earlier in his NHL career. I mean, uh, in, my, uh, in my OHL career, I pulled off a pretty nice through-the-legs goal um, against London. That went pretty viral. So I'm kind of a player that likes to kind of do those things that kind of get, get a little
0: flashy. And uh, I mean, you don't look the
1: greatest if you miss, so
0: you kind of got to pull it through safe to say that there's more stuff like that from you in store going forward
1: yeah for sure hopefully uh I mean there's a couple times I probably could have tried it again um but it's a move you got to do it at the right place in the right time and obviously there's been a few times where it's been a 1-1 game or late in the game you want to try it and you can't really do it because obviously if you don't get it in you don't look very good and there's players open around you they can just pass the puck too
0: I want to go back to training camp because you had some looks with the Blue Jackets playing in some of those preseason games. How big was that for your development? And just to get that kind of NHL experience, I guess, against some, some of the other teams that had NHL players in the lineup, how big was that for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was a really big experience for me, especially um, playing with two, two big guys up there in Columbus, Bjork, Strand and Rasmick. Um, I think just kind of talking to them before the game, during the game, after the game, um, I just learned so much, um, helped me out a lot. I got some p- power play time and just kind of even playing against another team, in the NHL, that fast pace, other prospects, other players that have been around the league, um, really brought a lot of confidence into my game. And, uh, I think that helped me down here in Cleveland.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the confidence there. Does that, just the experience playing in that fast paced environment, your first game back in Cleveland or when you're with the monsters, does it feel different at all? Having had that NHL experience?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's obviously just as good players down here um, in Cleveland and the AHL, but um, there's also not those NHL All-Stars you see on TV or in video games and stuff like that all the time. So I think that that those two games that I played up in in Columbus really helped a lot, especially the game in St. Louis. Obviously, they had their full roster playing, so that was my first real touch of an NHL action kind of game. Um, And then, obviously, when you get sent down after camp to Cleveland, Um, it's the same same mentality and stuff like that for us players kind of just going to the ice play your game and then uh, hopefully you get the call up.
0: How's it been this season because you talk about the call up there Cameron Gauntz and Trey Fix Wolanski recently getting their NHL call-ups that's got to be a great feeling for Trey Fix Wolanski his very first one ever and he scores in his first game with the Blue Jackets what's that like to see your teammates going up and doing things like that and Jay Christensen already did it too. For Fixie's perspective I think that's
1: that's awesome for him. Obviously he battled a lot of adversity with his injury and stuff like that. Um, he's a guy that's, he's a good player. He works hard. Um, he scores goals and I think he deserved everything he could do, um, to get that call. And obviously it's shown and he's staying up there right now and he's doing really well. Um, with Christian, uh, Gonser, obviously Gonsers, he's seen NHL action before, so he knows what it takes and he's a hardworking player. So he deserved that. And Jake as well, obviously he's a D man that kind of does it all. So. Um, It was good to see those players get called
0: up. How much does it motivate you to get that opportunity with the Blue Jackets?
1: Yeah, obviously when you see guys and your buddies, you're kind of down here in Cleveland, and then
0: obviously you see some injuries and stuff.
1: You never know what's going to happen. So um, I'll be ready for that call um, if it comes.
0: But if not, I'm going to keep doing what I can do down here in Cleveland help us make us to a playoff spot. Do you feel like you're close because there's obviously a lot that could change in the national hockey league for the rest of this season, the trade deadlines coming up, things could look different on the blue jackets roster. Uh, They've obviously had their COVID issues at times this season, injuries always pop up. So what's your feeling when it comes to the potential for that call up? Have you at least had those conversations a little bit or you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's obviously in the back of your mind all year. Um, You never know what they're thinking up there in Columbus and, uh, you just got to be ready. I think that's my main uh, main thought there. If there is going to be a call, I got to be ready to ready to get up there and play, play the way I play down here um, with that confidence and that chip on my shoulder. So like I said, uh, if the call comes, that's going to be great for me. Obviously an unreal experience, but if not, I'm going to keep doing my thing down here in Cleveland.
0: What do you feel you need to do to be ready for that call up? You you talked about finding your game a little bit later on this season when we were chatting earlier. So what do you think you need to do to be ready for that call up whenever it comes?
1: Yeah, I just I think it's the right things every day, kind of going to the ring for practice. I'm um, not even thinking about that call up. Um, almost put it in the back of your head that um, they're going to call you up in a way. So you kind of you're ready for that and obviously if you're working hard in practice and doing all the stuff in the game here in Cleveland, keeping your confidence high. Um, when you do get that call up, it should help you a lot.
0: What's the dynamic been like in the monsters dressing room this season? Because I've talked about it with a couple of other guys, Trey included. It's kind of a unique dressing room. There's some veteran presence in there, guys that have played in the NHL. And there's also a good mix of young blue jackets prospects now that some of those guys have come from overseas and they're playing in North America for the first time. So what's the dynamic like in that room?
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Obviously, if you look back to junior hockey, there's a lot of guys you played with or played against, um, even from all the age groups. There's, there's older guys on our team that played in the OHL like I did um, that were there before I was. Um, then no players that maybe I skated with in the summer or no players from the area. Um, and then there's your college route guys um, that played against each other all the time. So it's pretty it's pretty unique. Obviously, you got some guys that already have a wife, have kids. Um, you're not really used to seeing that, but no, our our room's really good. Um, we got a close group there and, uh, it's a lot of
0: fun. How are you enjoying life in Cleveland? Because obviously things were a little bit different last season. Maybe you couldn't do as many things, but now that you're kind of established up there in Northeast Ohio, how are you enjoying it? And what are some of the things that you like to do in your downtime? (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. It's my first year kind of living in, uh, my own place in my apartment here. So that's a big change for me as a young kid. And, uh, we got a good, we got good uh, workers for us. Obviously, with Jock Callender there he uh, helps us kind of get into some of the Cavs games and stuff like that. So we we've been pretty fortunate enough to kind of sit pretty close to the the court there and watch some NBA stars. Um, but other than that, there's a lot of good restaurants here. Um, guys can go out after games, have dinner on days off. Um, I really enjoy this place called Town Hall. Um, that's a good spot for us. So yeah, away from the ranking, there's a lot to do. There's that top golf, so
0: we're keeping busy. Yeah, that's good. And you don't usually get that in AHL cities, right? It's a pretty unique city to be able to be in a a big sports market like that in Cleveland, especially the arena that you guys get to play in too, right? Yeah,
1: the rink's amazing. Yeah.
0: So as this season continues, what are some of the things that you're working on continuing to refine your game? Like you said, what are your biggest goals towards the end of this season?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously the main goal is to get that call up to the NHL in Columbus. Um, That's a dream of mine since I was a young kid. And even bigger dreams since i since I was drafted, um, it kind of gave you that thought in your mind that you're getting close. Um, so right now I'm just I'm just focusing on my game, trying to keep it the same way I'm playing right now. Obviously, like I said, I started off slow, kind of got hot recently, so hopefully I can keep that going.
0: All right, Tyler, well, that's all I got for you. Thanks very much for the time, and here's hoping that you and I are chatting face to face sooner rather than later in Columbus. Yeah, let's hope so. So big thanks to Tyler Angle for joining us this week on the Pipeline Podcast. You heard him talking about it there, maybe a little bit slower of a start to this season than he would have hoped for. But uh, he's finding his game as of late. Point-per-game player in the last five for the Cleveland Monsters, three goals, two assists for Tyler Angle. So here's hoping he's really starting to come around, and that could be important for the Blue Jackets in this organization. We've seen some of the depth so far with Trey Fix Wolanski getting his first NHL call-up. Certainly possible that Tyler Angle could be one of those guys to get a call-up for the Blue Jackets later on this season as well. So that obviously remains to be seen, but as long as he's able to produce down in Cleveland, that means good things for this organization and it's uh, that much better for him as well with a chance to come up to the Blue Jackets. So that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Pipeline Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed getting to know Tyler Angle and his game just a little bit better. Looking forward to doing it again with you, and I will talk to you next time.